Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Gun show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Ty Kersley, and tonight we will speak to Professor Alan J. Lichtman. He was on the show in March discussing his book, Repeal the Second Amendment, the case for a safer America. Dr. Lichtman helps me make sense of the armed protests and COVID deniers and how they have the Constitution all wrong. But first, here's Sarah Germain Lilly to tell you how to help WBAI and become a WBAI buddy. WBAI needs your support to keep you informed and active. No doubt you are depending much more on WBAI these days than you usually do. And Radio Gag depends on WBAI to get the message out. So we thank WBAI for this great opportunity to get our message out and make a difference in preventing gun violence. Commercial-free and listener-sponsored, WBAI is community radio and has been since 1960. Keep WBAI strong through your donation of any amount and by becoming a Radio Gag Buddy. So go to WBAI.org, call 516-620-3602 and become a buddy in the name of Radio Gag. In memoriam, Jakari Ellis, five, died Saturday after he accidentally shot himself, according to St. Petersburg police. Family members remembered him as a child wise beyond his years with a shining smile. The phrase million dollar smile just wasn't enough to describe five-year-old Jakari Ellis. I'm going to say billion dollar smile or trillion, says his maternal grandmother. It was priceless. His family misses that smile now, days after St. Petersburg police say the child accidentally shot and killed himself Saturday afternoon. The boy was playing with a gun when it accidentally discharged, according to the Florida Department of Children and Families. Beyond that, the circumstances of the shooting are still under investigation. Police declined to answer questions about who owned the gun, what kind of firearm it was, how it was stored, and how the child gained access to it. At the time of the shooting, Jakari was visiting with his father. The home was the scene of another shooting in November, according to police records, in which an 18-year-old man in the car parked outside was shot. His injuries were not life-threatening. Jakari was in kindergarten at Gulfport Elementary School, but took care of his mother as if he was the head of the household, always checking in on her. Everywhere he went, people spoiled him. He had a personality that commanded a crowd, and of course, there was that smile. He touched a lot of people's lives just by walking in the room, his grandmother said. Family called him Kari. His great-grandmother had her own nickname for him, Alvin, after the front man of Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
He was so full of life and joy that it reminded her of the character. Alan last saw her grandson on May 5th during a family gathering for Cinco de Mayo. She also spoke to him Saturday via FaceTime. Alan said it was just before the shooting. He was really loved, his grandmother said. Just keep our family in your prayer. Dakari Ellis, we will remember you. And now for the news. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, a crowd gathered Monday for a demonstration dubbed the American Patriot Rally. The rally came as Governor Gretchen Whitmer on Monday laid out plans for a partial reopening of the state for northern Michigan and the Upper Peninsula. Barry County Sheriff Darleaf told the crowd that he would not enforce Whitmer's stay-at-home orders, calling the measure unconstitutional. Leaf, a 30-year veteran of law enforcement, called the governor's orders confusing. I do also question whether or not those are actual lawful orders, he said. The lockdown, technically, that's an arrest. And can she do that? Leaf said to hundreds gathered. My community has been doing really well doing social distancing, masking up. I see a lot of people with hand sanitizer. As far as enforcing the executive order, issuing citations or making arrests, Leaf said, no, we're not enforcing any of that, as long as you are doing the social distancing. Organizers for Monday's event had urged participants to show up with weapons, stating, exercise your Second Amendment right as a show of support to law enforcement and their fight against tyranny, according to the website. Some participants carried weapons and militia flags. Others waved American flags. Once again, this is Radio Gag, and you're listening to WBAI. I recently had a discussion with Dr. Lichtman and asked him about the armed protests against stay-at-home orders. So, too, a lot of these folks have this same misguided view of the Constitution, that the Constitution and the Second Amendment lets me do anything I want. And any encroachment on what I want to do is somehow against the American way and against the Constitution. So toting guns is of a piece with not wearing masks and not protecting others from the fact that you may yourself be infected and causing exactly. suffering and death with others. That's antithetical to this point of view, which believes the Constitution is, in fact, a blank check for me to do anything I want. And then, you know, part of this, too, is this ethnocentrism, this belief that, you know, we are still the America of the pioneers, and this should be, you know, a white Christian America, and we're bitter and we're angry because we see that changing. Even though they identify themselves with the founding fathers, and they were fathers because women didn't participate in those days, as I've been explaining, and as repeal the Second Amendment, the case for a safe America points out, virtually everything they say and everything they stand for is exactly the opposite of what the framers and what the founding fathers stood for. They stood for law and order. They stood for peaceful persuasion. They stood for decision-making by election, not by armed aggression. And uh, they stood for balanced government, and they stood for the common good. They didn't believe in this kind of uh, extreme individualism that anyone can do anything they please. James Madison, who framed the Second Amendment, has extensive disquisitions on the value of virtue 
and the importance of virtue, not just what's on paper in our constitution, but virtue and respect for others as essential to the thriving and survival of our republic. But you know, my wife, Karen Strickler, is a brilliant political organizer. She's former head of the National Endangered Species Coalition. She runs a Vote Climate US PAC dedicated to fighting catastrophic climate change. And she gave me some very wise advice when I first wrote this book. Don't try to convert the diehard opposition. It's never going to happen. Rally your supporters, try to convert the undecided, but there's really not much you can do about the diehard opposition. And the truth is, if you look at the polling on almost every gun control measure that I advocate in repeal the Second Amendment, the case for a second, Save for America, it's got anywhere from 60 to 85% public approval. People are behind this. They just don't have a, a way of rallying. They don't have the intensity that uh, the opponents of gun control seem to have. That's why I keep saying the game needs to be changed. One of the key points that the GVP movement brings up is that you are not safer with a gun. You're actually more likely to be a victim of gun violence. And Dr. Lichtman was kind enough to share some of the statistics and examples. You are far more likely, if you have a gun in the home, to be injured or killed by the gun than to use the gun in self-defense. And there have been study after study on this. You know, the uh, gun lobby uses the, what I call the alien abduction methodology to try to prove, you know, defensive use of guns they take these surveys, you know, a couple of thousand people, and 1% say we've used our guns defensively. They then project that to 300 million people and say, oh, 2 million uses defensively of guns each year. Well, 1% to 2% of Americans will tell you they've been abducted by aliens. And, of course, there's never been a single proven alien abduction ever in America or, any, or anywhere in the world. You put any question out. And one or two percent are going to give you a positive answer. It's the alien abduction methodology. But there have been actual studies based on actual events and actual records. And they show overwhelmingly possession and use of a gun is far more likely to result in criminal violence or suicide than it is to result ever in the defense of the use of a gun. You know what? If the gun lobby was right that we need these guns to protect us from criminals who'd get them anyway. We should be by far the safest country among our peer democracies in the world. In fact, we are by far the least safe. As I point out and repeal the Second Amendment, the case for a safer America, per capita, adjusting for population, an American is more than 20 times, not 20%, 20 times more likely to be killed by a gun than our peer nations in the G7 group of nations plus Australia. While on the topic of armed white men, I wanted to talk to Dr. Lichtman about the death of Ahmed Arbery and the case that is currently under investigation. This whole crazy stand your ground uh, right. notion, you know, that uh, no longer do you have 
a duty to retreat. That even if you fear something, if you think someone may be a criminal, you have a right to use deadly force. And I think that's what these two uh, horrific men who shot the uh, unarmed black person were thinking, you know, hey, you know, it's our, it's our neighborhood, stay in our ground. Yeah. We have a right, to, and we know the stay in the ground laws are incredibly racially discriminatory. And we know because the data is there, they lead to more, more violence, more murders, not less. Those are probably the most horrific things that's happened in our recent history. Here are some tips from Dr. Lichtman on how to talk about armed protests, gun control, and the Second Amendment. One, talk about the framers. Talk about the founding fathers and their belief in peaceful persuasion and settling things at the ballot box, not with the cartridge box. Secondly, debunk the gun lobby arguments that a proliferation of guns makes us safer. The data is overwhelming. 20 times more likely per capita to be killed by a gun here in America than in our peer nations. The tight gun control states are vastly safer than the loose states. And finally, you've got to convince them you're not taking away their guns. You know, yeah, you may be taking away their AR-15s, but you don't need an AR-15 to hunt to protect yourself. It's a weapon of war, as you know being um, the military, and then explain to them, you know, how reasonable the gun control measures that we're talking about, they're adopted by every other democratic nation in the world and made them so much safer. So I wanted Dr. Lichtman to leave us with a little bit of hope, but I asked him, since he has so many, uh, such a great reputation for making predictions, uh, what to expect after this pandemic and where are we and, and what he believes may happen. I'm working on a book called Pandemic Paradoxes. Wow. Predictions for a better future using my prediction abilities and talk about, yes, you know, pandemics can go either way. You know, hate and love, unity and division, war and peace, uh, tolerance and discrimination, uh, villainy and heroism, environmental balance or destruction. So, you know, pandemics pose all these paradoxes and I'm working on explaining how we can use these paradoxes to actually have a better future post-pandemic. We'll see. I discussed my interview with Dr. Lichtman with Virginia Vitsum, who had interviewed him back in March on this show. I wanted to talk more about the armed protests in Michigan and some of the signs the protesters were holding and what you saw. The the sign said, give me liberty or give me COVID. Right. And I always call that sort of like um, a proud ignorance. Right. OK, so I just Google imaged signs from state capital protests uh, to reopen. We do not consent to tyranny or forced vaccines. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not afraid of the big bad wolf. Beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Give me liberty or give me death. Liberty is God-given, not man-made. Will work for freedom. Uh, tyranny is spreading faster than the China virus. This cure is deadlier than COVID. Fear is the real virus. 
just like um, even Pharaoh freed slaves during a plague. Wow. What? Slaves? <laughs> Kyle Whitmer. Uh, Texas will not take the mark of the beast and that in parentheses vaccines. I, I thought this was really worrisome that they they literally did stop the Michigan uh, state government from opening up. I mean, right. that's that's like they, they kind of won for a day or two. And right. that's really scary. That's actually them succeeding. Virginia, what did you think about him already starting a book uh, on the pandemic right away, like as we're in the middle of it? He's so confident, you know, like everyone's sort of like, what does this all mean? This is so huge and profound and paradigm shifting. And he's like, I got it. I'm, I'm already <laughs> writing the book. <laughs> right. Um, so, but I did, I th- of all the people, I thought, you know what, if I have two seconds, you know, or like a couple minutes alone with you, like, let me ask some questions. What do you think's going to happen? You yeah. Know, this man makes, um, uh, unfortunately, this last time, spot on predictions. Uh, yes. At least. Well, let's, okay, I'll tell you what's the, what's the hopeful place. And I, I'd love to end on this is that, um, you know, I would say that conservatives have kind of claimed the originalists. You know, it's Scalia. It's, 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 it's people like that who say you have to stay with what people mean, what they meant when they wrote the Constitution. And he makes a very good case that what they meant when they wrote the Constitution was not every individual gets to walk around with a gun for quote-unquote self-defense or anything else. That, that, that's, that, that you know, we, we can stop being enthralled to the people who say um, you could never take on the Second Amendment. Like, you know, no, yes, you can. Yes, you can. They, they, they're misinterpreting it. It doesn't mean anything in the world now. It doesn't mean what they say it does. And and gun people, um, gun gun control, you know, GVP folks, stop being afraid of. I mean, he and I talked about this some, but I I think that's the that's the positive, cheering, move forward message. I liked the thing about um, uh, how law and order the federalists actually were they would not be the people who would have said you know which is kind of weird because that's what america had just done is rise up against the the uh colonial powers but you know that as they're making the um no they wanted uh, elections to be the answer for everything they wanted it always to fall into democracy um i love that that point That seems like a really important point to make now, too. I would like to thank Dr. Alan Lichtman for joining us again, discussing his book, Repeal the Second Amendment, The Case for a Safer America. And, of course, look for his next book, Pandemic Paradoxes. I also want to thank Virginia for helping me with the show and discussing some of these topics 
Also, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 6.30. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows at any time on WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. Now it's time for our Hell Yes this week. I want to give a good thank you and hell yeah to Dr. Lickman for joining us today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Also, good hell yeah to Virginia for helping us today. Hell yeah. And I want to give a special hell yeah to our WBAI buddies for supporting this show every week. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. Now I hope everyone is staying safe. And that includes gun safety. Remember, gun owners should lock their guns and their ammo separately. And never store your gun loaded. Gun deaths are on the rise. And it is heartbreaking for me to read over and over again the same line that they didn't know the gun was loaded. Thank you for supporting our show and WBAI. Once again, have a great evening. And as we always do, we will end the show with our fabulous singing queer tet, Sing Out Louise. We've played this a few times before, but it's always relevant. I just want everyone to have a little bit of faith. Thanks again, and have a good night. Well, I think it would be nice if we could break the lobby. Cause no, not every lobby knows how to lobby like you. No. And you never think twice before you take our dreams away. Well, we say the NRA and all the cash you blew. Oh, yeah, you bought a Congress for 20 million and then the White House 30 million more. Well, you can spend your heart out a billion, zillion. We don't care about your money. We are showing you the door. Because we gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Oh, yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Baby, we won't go back to yesterday. So please, 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 sashay away. You are giving us the blues. Baby, we're gonna break the money chain. Then we won't have to feel the pain of another day loaded down with a lot of bad news. Just watch this river become an ocean. Listen, do you hear that mighty roar? Yeah, baby, we'll keep resisting your evil notions. We have had it up to here and we are showing not one more. Cause you gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Oh yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Ah.